again to another edition of Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministries to help men grow spiritually and help leaders and pastors to reach men in today's culture, discussing issues men face every day. This is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Now, welcome again, Mike Sandlin. I am Mike Sandlin with K for Your Men. I thank you for joining us today. Over a decade ago, Chuck Swindoll made a statement that pornography was the number one secret sin in our churches. With the onset of the digital age and the porn being a multi-billion dollar business, the addiction to porn is as much of a problem today as those that are addicted to drugs. Today I have with me as my guest, Nick Liberto of Proven Men, a ministry that helps men to be an overcomer of porn addiction. But before we start our conversation with Nick, let me share a little bit about him. Nick is a, is a graduate from Liberty University, as well as a husband, a father, a church leader, and an avid uh, adventurer, and someone who constantly is looking for new and exciting ways to experience Jesus. Nick's story is not unlike many of, uh, of other men. He has experienced the stronghold of the internet on his generation and witnessed the toll it takes on a man's identity and relationships. He has been discipling men within his sphere of influence for over a decade and seeks revival, which starts with the family and spreads across the nation. Nick has a unique view of the world and his ever-changing sexualized culture. It's his calling to help men discover their strength in Christ so that they can become a resource to a dying world. Nick, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you being here. Honored to be here, Mike. Uh, it's truly a pleasure, and I'm excited to get into our conversation today. Oh, man, absolutely. I'm always interested in hearing some of the things that happen. It's, it's, it's sad to hear what, what is going on in this area, but it's the same thing. It's refreshing, and it's encouraging to hear what a lot of ministries like you and Proven Men are doing to help help us men out in the in this area but uh before we really dive into proving men and all that all that proving men does and uh the discussion of the of the seriousness of this situation let's uh let me ask you a couple of questions for our listeners can get a little know you a little bit more and that is uh, if you uh if there's a scripture that god has laid on your heart that is he's ministering to you right now through or one that is maybe a, a special verse uh, that he has given to you sometime in your lifetime that uh, you would like to share and just share a little bit about why that verse is so special i'd like I'd, I'd love to hear that yeah so one of the defining verses of my life has been psalms 37 4. it's delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart and if you're really interested in going deeper, the entire chapter of Psalms 37 is amazing. Um, and the reason I like that verse is because a lot of people latch onto that second half and it says, God will give you the desires of your heart. But what that verse is really saying is when you delight yourself in the Lord, when you submit to him, when all of your everything, all of your joy, all of your delight, all of your core comes in and towards the Lord, uh, it shapes your desires. Mm -hmm. And so there's this beautiful kind of uh, 
piece of how that even correlates with our conversation today, because one of the primary ways of walking upright as a man of sexual integrity is to delight in the Lord and to see him as best and better and primary, and then it'll reshape your desires. And so uh, it's just one of my favorite verses for that reason. Well, super. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you, you added that, that sometimes people take just a snippet of that verse and, and use it, but there's more to it than than just that desires of your heart, so to speak. And I appreciate you you uh, expanding on that a little bit. Well, tell us your story. Um, how did you uh, come to Christ? And, uh, and and when was that? What was that story all about? And how did, how did that happen? Yeah. So I was raised, I was blessed to have been raised in a Christian home. My parents are still together and raised me in a, a wonderful Presbyterian church. So we had a lot of doctrine. I was really raised in catechism class. And, and so in a way, I was given a very good gift uh, from his, my earliest memory of being raised uh, as a Christian in a Christian home. As a, At an early age, I don't actually remember the moment. There was no real aha moment for me. Um, I did accept the Lord into my heart. I maybe was like 11 or something like that. Wow. Um, one thing that I do find beautiful in that, though, is that some people look down on that, but I think that to to have have grown up knowing Jesus, have grown up knowing the Lord in everything that I do, um, it just it, it it's a blessing that I think people uh, don't often realize, and sometimes we take it for granted. Of course, it comes with its own hurdles. Of course, it means I can become a lot more complacent. Of course, it means I can be uh, a lot more cynical, having heard it my whole life. But if you can push those things aside, uh, the gift that my parents gave me of being raised in a Christian home, knowing the Lord, following Jesus— um, is amazing. And it's my story. And so for me, however, I guess you could say my prodigal moment or my, you know, how it is that I get to be the executive director of a purity ministry is, uh, I, after leaving the home in college, that was my journey of, I guess you could, for better terms, say debauchery, right? Like I was outside of my parents' boundaries and guidelines, and I decided that I wanted to figure out what all this sex stuff was all about. And um, yeah, I just kind of went my own way. I never stopped loving the Lord, but I was like, hey, this stuff feels good and I want to go do it. And so a lot of my faith became real on the other side of college when uh, my aha moment of, of sorts was uh, the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. All, really, I think a lot of us have done that. <laughs> yeah. And so really coming out the other side of all of that, I uh, had an even richer context and perspective for, you know, the truths that we see in scripture for how we should live uprightly and honor our bodies. And, and, you know, there's two kinds of people. There's kinds of people that can learn from others' mistakes. And then there's kinds that have to go make their own mistakes. Apparently in that area, I had to go make a bunch of my own mistakes. And now I pray to anyone listening right now who may not be older or as younger than I, that they are that kind of individual who can learn from somebody else's mistakes because that is the better way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, well, Nick, you, you mentioned that you're the executive director of Proven Man, and you and I connected, uh, I guess, about two years ago, a little more, something like that, when we were at a uh, ASI leadership conference meeting together. And and uh, and you shared a lot 
then about proven men. But for our listening audience, what tell us about proven? What is what is proven men? What's it all about? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's really simple. At its core, proven men is a curriculum that is designed to be done as a daily devotional in a small group. And so our, our whole ministry, the ministry of proven men is coming alongside of local churches, coming alongside of individual men, wherever they are and saying, Hey, you can walk in freedom. You can be a man of sexual integrity. This doesn't have to be something that defines you. And we have these studies. I'll show you a, a copy of one. And it's really just a 12 week daily devotional that you do one-on-one with another guy, or you do it in a small group. And we didn't reinvent the wheel, but it works. And it's been working for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so it's that slow and steady wins the race journey for us to lock arms man and man, and then pursue sexual integrity together. Because I'll tell you this, if you're by yourself, you can't do it. You're not designed to be in isolation. You're not designed to be alone. So everything that proven men is, is really dedicated to the local church and Christian men that want to pursue sexual integrity. It doesn't just have to mean sex addiction, porn addiction, you know, pornography, lust, masturbation, anything like wandering eyes, you know, basically the lust of the flesh. Like we want to be uh, victorious in the way that we live because of everything that Christ did on the cross for us. And so essentially our entire ministry is saying, hey, in community, you can find freedom. So provenmen.org and all of the other subsidiary organizations. So it's really Proven Ministries now, and we have resources for women. We have resources for wives. So if you're a man who's in a marriage who's been struggling with pornography, we now have a study for your spouse because she has a journey and she has a part in your journey. And, and what is she supposed to do if you if you share with her, honey, I've been really struggling with this. And so our ministry really comes alongside of families in that way. But from the proven men standpoint, if you're listening right now, know that there's a path that you can take and it is simple and it is doable and it is possible. And that's essentially what we do all over the nation. Hundreds and hundreds of men each month reach out and say, hey, I'm ready. Hey, I need help. Hey, I'm ready to go to the next step. Or, hey, I want to be a leader in my community, and I want to help other guys. Right. That's what we do. Good. That's good. Well, you know, you, you talked about the men in general, and and let's face it, most men have a lust problem of some sort, in some way, in, in their lifetime, and 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 sometimes they lose control of it. Sometimes they don't know how to control of it. And uh, and frankly, if some man, a man tells me I don't never lust, I I, uh, I don't believe him, so to speak. You know, I think we all get there at some some point in our lives. But how serious is this in our culture today? And how serious is it, uh, especially in our churches today? Um. Yeah. You know, when I first got this job five years ago, I found that I had to convince people of the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have that conversation too often anymore, which is to say that what, it is. Why very- do you think that is? Why do you think that is? I think that in the last five years, I am proud of the Big C Church for acknowledging that sexual integrity, and I use that word because it broadly covers all kinds of things, not just pornography, is an issue that is impacting and affecting Christians. Uh, It, of course, affects others and not just Christians, but in, in a culture where 
sex is no longer even sold. It's just handed out left and right. And in a world where you can't almost go anywhere without seeing it, uh, the church is now saying, hey, this is an issue. They haven't necessarily known what to do with it yet, but they will no longer say it's not a problem. And so because you can't walk in the mall without seeing it, on, you know, uh, a sign outside of Victoria's Secret, or you can't watch a football commercial without seeing it, or you can't watch the Super Bowl, or you can't open up your phone, or you can't watch a a TV commercial. It's everywhere. And so uh, as Christians, we need to be on guard. We just need to wake up every morning and say, we're going to be men of sexual integrity to get today, right? The enemy is going to throw these darts at us. These, you know, sex is one of the ways he wants to try and get us. uh, Because, uh, I mean, Look at the news, the, the the amount of times that we're seeing leaders fall because of sexual related things is breaks my heart right. and it's the truth and it's real. And so, yes, it affects the church. Yes, it impacts men in the church. I think that there is a way out and churches are starting to say, hey, we want to do something about this and we want all of our men to go through these resources. Oh, and women aren't immune because they can struggle too. Oh, and this is now like average age of exposure of pornography is now like eight years old. So like as a dad listening right now, you might have kids that you need to be processing this conversation through and for. And so this is becoming an issue that can no longer be ignored. We can no longer, there's no way to protect in such a way where you will never be exposed. Now it's how do we respond? How do we engage? How do we lean? in and how do we be men of sexual integrity well good well, well you made a comment about churches doing so what can a church do what what, yep. what is the process uh, if i was if i was a leader of a church or a men's ministry group in my local church what can i do to help my guys out or, or, it's, or my ladies out yeah it's super simple if you're a leader in a church all you really have to do is email me or go to provenmen.org because right there is when we're going to connect with you and say, hey, do you want to start up a little small group? It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can start with three dudes. It can start with three gals. And and there are other really cool things that we can invest in your local church with that we have. Um But if you're a leader listening, it's as simple as saying, hey, we're going to use those studies that Nick was holding up and I'm going to say, hey, men, this might be something you've struggled with in our church. Well, I want to let you know that we're here for you and we want to walk alongside of you in that journey. And so we're going to do this thing called a proven men group. And for the ladies in our church, we're going to have a women's director lead the proven women group. And you essentially just spend 13 weeks doing a daily devotional and meeting once a week. And, and in that journey, you will bear one another's burdens, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed, as it says in scripture. And you'll just learn how to lean on one another in accountability, in confidence, in when you're weak, someone else can be strong. And that's it. I mean, that's really it. There's all kinds of other really cool things that our ministry can invest into your local church. And we do regularly. We do speaking engagements. We have all kinds of like church HR documents that can help the leadership of a church so it can process sexual integrity wisely and well. 
Um, but our ministry at its core, if you're a leader right now and says, I'm, I'm in, I want to help men in my community, just give me a call or email me at nickatprovenmen.org and we'll literally just get you plugged in. And we do that all over the nation for churches. So the, the amount of churches in our database is vast. And so every time we're having men that reach out and want help, well, guess what? If you're doing a group in your area and I have somebody tomorrow who reaches out and, and you're in his region, I'm going to send him to your church and i'm going to say go get plugged into the proven men group there and that's exactly how it works okay we're good we're good well i know i know on your website you talked about this uh, about trying to help me and understand their situation i noticed on your website you have a a purity pur- i can't even get it out of my mouth purity purity quiz mm-hmm. what is that all about i i, I mean yeah so that, uh, tell me i've got a sex problem or not Uh, so yes, believe it or not, the purity quiz is clinically based. We just revamped it recently and it is based off of, I believe it was Dr. Carnes, I think in a couple years ago, it was the SAST, sexual addiction screening test. So that's essentially what our purity quiz is. And so, uh, long story short, if you're someone who's on our website and you maybe think you don't have that much of a problem, or you may be thinking you are the worst person ever, you can take that quiz. It's only about 20 questions and it'll just give you a very broad range of kind of like a mild, medium and severe of where you might be on the scale one, because it's important for you to know that as an individual who might be struggling, right? Because we engage with individuals that might be uh, actually committing affairs and and might be in an active affair right now, right? Like that would be on the extreme. Like you are going to be encouraged to seek professional counseling. You're going to be encouraged to really uh, get your community around you, obviously confess and share that with your spouse. But then you could just be somebody who struggles with uh, wandering eyes and lustful thoughts. And, and you, you want to kind of take that quiz in that way to kind of get a grasp on where you are, because if you don't know where you are, you really don't know where to go and you don't know how to respond. And so another thing we use that tool for is we can send that out into the world Mm -hmm. and people can see that and say, oh, I wonder how I would score on that quiz, or I wonder if I need help at all. Or so it becomes a, an amazing tool to reach out into the secular world and say, hey, are you struggling with purity, with sexual integrity? And 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 we use that assessment. So we have thousands of people every month come to our website and they're filling out that quiz. And then it's really helping them with like next steps. Okay. So if you're here, what's the next thing we recommend that you do? And it's a free quiz. So if someone's listening right now and they want to take our free purity quiz, go to our website and it's right on the homepage. You can't miss it. And it's a really great way to at least take that first step and and see where you're at in the struggle. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I've you know it's kind of interesting, and basically with any kind of, um, I want to just use the word addiction, whether because uh, I know you're talking about you're you're ministering to people that's not necessarily addicted, but also people who just having a an issue with it or struggling with it, but. Um, do you have a lot of people coming to the ministry just because they sat back and they said, oh, I've got an issue with this. I need to find help. Or is it the, most of the time from people who have gotten caught? And, and uh, both, both almost 50, 50. 
Um, we have a, a massive number of individuals that come to us because they're just struggling and they're tired and they're done struggling. Right. And, and that has been a story that has defined them, right? Like the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And that was my journey with purity. And, and then there's a, a large number of individuals that do get caught and, and it is, uh, a scary place to be, but a redeeming place to be. And our ministry can come alongside of them in those spaces. So like an example would be literally two days ago, I had uh, a spouse, a wife email me and said she just caught her husband uh, looking at pornography. And apparently he has been for the better part of their marriage. And so we directed her to a woman that we have on staff who is able to kind of like speak with and encourage and offer kind of some hope and some next steps. And so in our desires that that wife would go through our proven wives curriculum because she needs support and she needs to know what the heck she's supposed to do right now. And then that husband uh, would go through a proven men small group or a proven men one on one group because he equally needs to pursue sexual integrity and let that go. And that's probably been something that's been defining his life for the better part of his life. And so, yeah, it goes both ways. We have people that say, I just want help. And they find us at 2 a.m. after they've gotten done struggling. And they're like, I want to help, like help me quit porn. And like, we'll pop up. Um, or people that have just gotten caught. Yeah. 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 You, know, you made an interesting statement. I'm, I know you've said earlier in our conversation that you had the material to help women to be able to be supportive of uh, their husbands going through this process of, of, uh, of dealing with their 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 sexual desires and issues and and addictions and so forth, but you spoke of a, a woman on staff who can help women. So you have somebody there that if a woman wanted to call in and talk to somebody there to try to get some help or some direction on what to do, you have people there that can do that for them. That's correct. Yeah. So if you're a, a wife who's listening right now and you and that that story sounds familiar to you. Uh, you can email me uh, or you can email wives at provenmen.org. And that's our, her name is Lauren. And she's the woman who uh, is happy to talk with you. And, and that is what that resource is designed for. And so, yes, we have that uh, capability, not just to help men because we're now proven ministries. We used to just be proven men for 17 years, but we've been right. around for tw 20 years now and we're proven ministries. And so it is, you know, women struggle with pornography, masturbation and lust. And so we have proven women, obviously men, proven men. And then we have proven wives now for the spouse that says, I don't even know where to start. My husband's right. been struggling with this or my son's been struggling with this. Where do I start? And that resources for her. Yeah. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is I'm glad, glad you to, you said earlier that the churches are beginning to realize the seriousness of this. I know I quoted Dr. Uh, uh, Swindoll, um, Chuck Swindoll earlier about what he said over a decade ago, and, and people didn't believe it at the time. But, but with the digital age like it is, it, it's just unbelievable how easy it is for us to, to, to uh, access something like this. And, and even as you spoke earlier, uh, I have an I have a um, an eight year old grandson, and so he's right at that age that is uh, historically said that's the first time they are um, exposed to pornography. And uh, how do we deal with the digital side of, of the age issue when we begin to uh, teach people how to how to uh, 
uh, avoid this anything on their digital devices how do we how do we deal with that yeah that's a very good question that generally needs a very long answer but the short <laughs> answer the short answer is if if you want a a downloadable pdf that we have designed it's on our homepage under the four parents tab mm-hmm. and it's a digital de- defense guide Mm-hmm. It's literally a really simple play-by-play of five or six things that you can put in place in your home that'll not only protect you if you're a man who's struggling, but it'll pre- protect your kids. It'll protect everyone in the home. And it's really this digital defense. Now, I say this is a really long conversation because it's not just about defense. You cannot do everything in your power to protect from any and all of the possible things. But you want to be wise because if you don't have a digital defense, you're being negligent. And that's bad because Mm -hmm. we're walking around with it in our pockets now. It's not like it used to be where it was harder to find. At this point, it is constantly trying to come into the home at every moment and at all times. So we need to have a good digital defense. We have a, a downloadable PDF called our parents' digital playbook. Okay. And it's, it's a really easy plug and play tool. And then the second really important part of that conversation is you have to have a relational offense. Uh, just simply paraphrased, that means you have a digital defense, good job. But now you have to engage relationally in being the first person to introduce these things to your young ones and being the person who is like, you want to be the person educating your kids or your grandkids, or like they don't want to be learning about anything sex related from the world. They need to learn about it from you or their parents. Absolutely. And, and if you just do defense, you'll, and hope that that's enough and you'll hold on real tight and put as many chains around your kids as possible that will stifle them. And it will not work. You have to have wise digital defense, but then you have to have this active relational offense, which my buddy Kent Evans from Manhood Journey actually mm-hmm. coined yeah. that term. And that's uh, actively engaging in a regular sex conversational talk that permeates the 10 years of their existence when they're young. And it's not a one-time talk. It's a, as parents, make it your mission to basically be the educator of all things sex and sexual sin for your kids. And so if you do both of those things, you'll be better off than 90% of the parents that I talk to. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I talked to talk a lot of time to men and I, and I talked to them when they were talking about giving their kids a, a cell phone. I said, you're giving them a pornography magazine right in their hands. If you're not careful, if you don't, yep. if you don't, they need, the right they need to have it wisely locked down in such a way where the parental features are turned on and it's very easy to do. And our, PDF on our website under the four parents tab literally tells you exactly how to do it. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you, you don't be careful what kind of um, uh, words you put into a search engine. It could be very, uh, very um, um, plain language, so to speak. But if you put them in the wrong context, mm-hmm. no telling what you might get. <laughs> yep. And it's 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 not like they're intentionally finding it out. That's the, what yeah. you're pointing out is that you want to have a wise digital defense as a parent mm-hmm. because it's going to accidentally come in. They're going to search the wrong thing. It's going to be an ad. It's going to be a commercial. They might click a little button in a commercial on a YouTube ad and it takes them to who knows where. And that's why you want to have just 
simple, easy filters that you can turn on as a parent to protect your kids and for you. So like for me on my phone, my phone is equally locked down and my staff members have the password because I'm being a man of integrity because I'm being wise. So if I want to, if for some reason it blocks a website I need to go to, I go to my coworker and say, Hey, can I get on this website, please? And they have to put in their password and it lets me on because I equally have to have guards in place. And, and I do, I'm not above reproach. I'm not above, or I'm not above the ability to fall. And so to be above reproach, we all as a team have our phones locked down in such a way. So, so we're not tempted in any way. Yeah, that's super. That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, let's talk about recovery a little bit. Uh, I know you talked about going through the workbook and the studies and so forth. And, and, and I'm, I gather that some of those are with individuals who probably have said, I've got a problem, I need to work through it and help be able to help others. Is there something that uh, is out there that y'all do uh, for those guys who are serious, addicted, and, and really needs help? And how long does recovery, the recovery process take? Is it like yeah. a 12-step 12 12 program with alcoholics do, or, or is it something totally different? Yeah, so from our ministry's perspective, even if you're on the severe struggling side, uh, our curriculum is designed to help. Um, so we don't have different suggestions internally. Mm -hmm. If you're really struggling and you might identify as someone who's addicted to sex or uh, truly deeply addicted to pornography or other unwanted sexual behaviors, um, our study will still transform your life because it is designed to focus on the heart issues and your personal relationship with Jesus as the priority and way to move away from that. However, if uh, you kind of wanted to equate it to like the 12-step model of AA and things like that, our, our study is 12 weeks long um, because it takes about that long to break habits. And we don't identify as a, a, a recovery group per mm -hmm. se. Okay. Um, there is a difference. We don't Personally, we don't like that language because in AA, you are always identifying as an alcoholic until you're dead. Like, I, hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm alcoholic and I've been this many days clean. Right. And so from our ministry's perspective, we don't want guys to be identifying as this addict because that's the, what, right. Jesus has done more for us on the cross than that. And so we have more that we can live out and we don't have to be identified as that. So we would say that this doesn't identify you. This is something that you might be deeply, deeply struggling with, but it's something that can be cleared from your identity. And we don't want you walking through the door of a meeting once a week using our study saying, I'm a porn addict and that's why I come here. No, right. we want you saying, I want to be a man of sexual integrity and a man who walks uprightly before the Lord. He's passionate about Jesus and how he instructs me to use my body. And I want to do that with brotherhood and head in that direction. So it's very different than the recovery 12 step model in that regard. And, and then the other aspect is that if you're severe, we would say you can still tremendously benefit benefit from going through our study. And then mm -hmm. if you just mild or moderate, or if you don't struggle at all, and you still want to focus on a layer of your sexual integrity and your foundation, then go through our study because it'll help you lead other men that are struggling. And so it's proactive. It's not just reactive. That's important to note because 
We are not the people that you call when everything is burning. We can also be the people that you use in your men's ministry to invest in men before things are happening, before things are bad, before they're struggling. So it can be proactive and it should often be proactive. You shouldn't wait till things are on fire to address it. Yep. I agree. I agree. But let me ask you this. What do you do? What do you say to the guy who his counsel is this? Somebody comes to him and says, I, 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 I'm struggling with pornography. You know, I, I, I last a day, sometimes a week, maybe two weeks. And, and, but then I revert back to it or something like that. It's not on it every day. So, so the counsel is just stop it. You know, you just have to make a decision to stop and go on. What do you say to that guy? I would say that there is, he's trying to do it by himself. I would say that he is trying to white knuckle it and just hold on for dear life and say, I can do this on my own, in my own strength. And so for that guy, I would say you need community. You need to be open and honest and vulnerable in a group of other men where they can hold you accountable. And then you need to be willing to do whatever it takes. That's kind of one of our mottos. And so like the founder in our ministry, like when he was in his journey 20 years ago, he, you know, got rid of his TV subscriptions. He got rid of the magazines coming to his office. He stopped going to the gym. Like he was aggressive about you know, cutting a bunch of these stimulus things that were happening in his life out. Because at, on some level, you really just have to be willing to do whatever it takes. Like if you have a phone and that is where you struggled the most and you're listening right now and every time you struggle or fall, you're like, I'm not going to do that again. Or you feel shame or you feel sorrow that that happened and you commit to, I'm going to go a day, but you never put a filter on your phone or you never in any way, maybe think about getting rid of your phone and going to a dumb phone really whatever it is, you're walking around with the temptation a button away, just trying to grit your hands real hard and say, I'm just not going to look. I'm just not going to look. I'm just not going to look. And that's a bad idea and a bad method. And it's just going to set you up for failure. And so you got to be wise. To be wise means, hey, if this is where I struggle, then I either need to get rid of this device or I need to make it so that I don't struggle with this device anymore. And then I need to do that in community and I need to do that with other men and I need to submit that to the Lord and and really search my heart for the why. Like, why am I choosing that over other things? And there's a whole like journey that that man needs to do in community with another brother or two that can't be done by himself in isolation. Yeah. And let me ask you this also. I, I know one thing working with men for many years, men don't like to talk. Men do not like to share their feelings. Men don't like to be transparent unless they have developed a, a very deep and intentional relationship with other guys. Mm-hmm. So how do you de- build that through your program where when you get this group together, where guys can, will feel comfortable in sharing their hurts. They know they're there for some kind of issue, but maybe they're not really truly saying what's really going on in their lives and how, you know, what the triggers are. You were, you were talking about, you know, uh, certain things causes you to move. You know, I call them triggers. They're, they're triggers. They're triggers in your life that causes you to do something or to think of something. And you have to recognize those triggers. So how do you help a guy to be able to open up in these groups? Yeah. So that honestly falls on the leader. So if there's someone listening right now who wants to be a leader in the group, right? When, when you get your first meeting or you get your first three guys and you guys are going to start going through the proven men 
devotional study. As a leader, you go first. You set the tone, you set the bar, and you share what you've struggled with. Essentially, you air all of your dirt first and you say, hey guys, like I'm not immune. This is my journey. This is my story. And you, uh, through humility and modeling openness and honesty, you share that like, hey, this is my journey and this is my story. And what that will do is it will break down the walls and the barriers that the other guys in that group have with sharing because you will know that this is a closed group. This is a safe group. We can share what it is that we're struggling with. We're not going to air this to everybody else in the world around us. And this is a place where I can literally be totally honest and, and not be judged and be really helped and supported and cared for. And so the way to create that environment is 100% of the time, a leader who goes first and it, with humility says, Here's everything that I've struggled with, guys. And like I'm not immune to this either. I have to wake up every morning and put on the armor of God and be a man of sexual integrity. And these are things I still might struggle with. And so, like, and then he after he's done, we go around the room and everybody else can start sharing. And then you like really let that study guide you through the the next week and what to share about and what you're processing. And and it will organically happen. We've seen it countless, countless times, thousands of times. And that's the way. So there's no other recipe than a leader saying, I'm going to go first and I'm going to be open and I'm going to be honest and I'm going to share the realities of my story. And then that will give other men the courage to do the same. Super. I'm glad you guys good stuff and I appreciate you sharing all that. Well, well, Nick, we're coming up on our time, so to speak. We just got a few more minutes before we have to shut down and, and, and close our program out. But I want the, our people to understand and know how they can reach out to you and touch you. I know you've given your email address a few times, but but uh, just talk a little bit about uh, how they can reach out to uh, Proven Men or Proven Ministries, as you're calling it now, whether you're a man or a woman, or uh, and how they can uh, reach out to you. They'd like for you to come and speak to their men or their or, or the church about the, about the ministry. So uh, I'm just going to give you the floor right now. Just, just share Absolutely. Yeah, we would be honored to do all of those things. If you want us to come speak, we will. We do that all over the nation. But if you're listening and you just want more information or you want help or you want to be a leader, the simplest thing you have to remember Remember, is just go to provenmen.org, P-R-O-V-E-N-M-E-N.org. And we have everything you could need on our website. You can contact me there. You can contact our team there. You can check out our blogs, our podcast, all the other things that we have. And, and we want to equip you. So if you're a dad and you want help, come reach out. If you're a, a man who is struggling, reach out. We have a free encouragement video series that you can sign up for where we just pour into you and reach out to you and say, hey, we want to help. And if you're a, a spouse listening right now, and this is something that you've struggled with in your marriage, like send me an email, reach out. And, and really the biggest thing is don't hear this, don't hear all of this and do nothing if you need to do something, we are here and, and that's literally what we do for a living. And we are excited to get to know you and connect with you. So, uh, truly it has been an honor, Mike, and, and we are honored to come alongside of your ministry and any other ministry leaders that might be listening, because we're literally here to serve the body of Christ and, and any way that we can do that around sexual integrity, that's what we're designed for. Amen. And I do want to take a minute. we got a couple of minutes here. I do want to take a minute. You said something there about dads to sons. Do you have a, a, a process? Do you have a, um, uh, I think you said a video series where dads can use to help teach their sons. Did I hear that correctly? 
So no, we don't have that yet. We're in the middle of producing a parents e-course okay. that will be designed for parents. That's okay. very robust. Right now we do have a father-son devotional and a mother-daughter devotional, and it's designed using our resources. Okay. Um, the biggest difference is that uh, we would encourage the age of the children to be as no younger than 14 or 15 years of age. So if you have a if you're a dad listening and you have a 16, 17, 18 year old son, we have a great father-son devotional kit. Like we've packaged it all together. It's really nice for you um, because it's really important to ha start having these conversations with them. Uh, and before that age, you need to be having it. But that's what we're going to produce that parents e-course for in the future. Right now, if you're a parent and you want help, that digital playbook we have on our page, on our homepage under for parents is the best thing for you. Then we have the parents, you know, father-son kit, the mother-daughter devotional kit. And then we'll in the future have a parents e-course that can start parents on that journey as young as eight with their kids as young as six, and then really kind of equip them with what they need to do for the long term. Oh, super. Okay, great. You know, that's one of the things I know when that's one of the hardest subjects I think parents have with their kids is talk about the sex, you know, mm -hmm. the sex subject. And uh, I know when my kids were growing up and, and it, it, it was a very difficult process and to help them to understand the seriousness of it. And so it's, it's great that uh, you're putting those same kinds of uh, resources together to help parents out to do that. Good. Well, Nick, I appreciate you being with us today and I appreciate the information you share. I, I pray that people will tap into your resources to, to help them out in the, in, in their, to, for their sexual integrity. And, and cause I know it's a good program. I know it is. And, and, and I appreciate that all that y'all are doing on that. And people, if you want to do and want to know more about Nick and the ministry of proven men or proven ministries, just go to provenmen.org and you can find all you want to know about them and how to contact them. And I thank you for that, Nick. Uh, maybe we'll have you on again in, in several more months. I would be honored. And if you want to go deeper on the parents thing, or we can, we can go on all kinds of different oh, areas. Yeah, we, we, we probably will do that. We'll probably do that. Well, guys, it's been good to be here. Glad y'all were listening. And if you uh, need to know anything more about what we discussed today and you want to reach out to me, you can do that by contacting me at kfearmen at gmail.com. And I'll be glad to respond to you and help you. If you missed anything about connecting uh, with Nick, I'd be glad to be able to provide that information too. So till next time on Intentional Conversation with Mike Santa, I hope, you, I hope you're a blessed day and you have a great, great week. God bless you and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin. Intentional Conversations is a production of Cape Fear Men, a men's ministry coalition located in Hampstead, North Carolina. To learn more about Cape Fear Men and how Cape Fear Men can help you reach the men of your church, go to capefearmen.net. You'll also find information about possibly having Mike come to speak to your church's men or to your church. Again, go to capefearmen.net, then click on Booking. We hope you enjoyed this program. Mike would like to ask you to do two things. Number one, share this program with a friend. And number two, consider helping us keep these broadcasts coming to you by donating to Cape Fear Men. You can donate by going to capefearmen.net and clicking on the Donate button at the top of the page. You can also text the word CAPE to 50155. Cape Fear Men is a 501c3 organization, and all donations are tax-deductible. Thank you in advance for any donations. If you have other questions, drop us an email. 
at capefearmen at gmail.com. Again, Intentional Conversations is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Now, as a beloved mentor used to say to Mike after finishing their time together, I pray God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to drink from, and a tree to shade you. Join us next time on Intentional Conversations with Mike Sandlin. God bless. God bless.